Okay, let's watch this one about Thrawn. I know you guys wanted it, so there you go. Thrawn's back. Who was that blue guy? Grand Admiral Thrawn. Kiri Hart and I had played with the idea of putting Thrawn in Rebels for a while. Before I ever worked at Lucasfilm or ever imagined that I could work at Lucasfilm, I loved that truly heir to the Empire. I loved the character immediately. He was just so different. There was in particular a character that would always come up with us in story meetings, especially uh, for our characters in the Empire, and that is uh, Thrawn. Hey. So we yeah. have taken him and put him into Rebels. I am honored and <laughs> floored and excited and scared all at the same time. <laughs> For those who don't know, Thrawn was the major villain in the trilogy of novels written by Timothy Zahn. He's a Chiss, which is uh, the blue-skinned human. Oh, we have a cool, cool comment. Hey, I'm finally truly getting into Star Wars since being a casual fan since a kid. I can't wait to start watching The Clone Wars. Loving the content and seeing how deep story goes. Awesome, Avery. Yo, welcome back to Star Wars. Everyone gave Avery a big welcome. Annoyed aliens with glowing red eyes. The fact that now he was going to be realized in animation made a lot of people very excited. Hello, it's nice to meet you. Hi. She has a book to sign. Uh, okay. When Heir to the Empire came out, I was still in high school in Kansas. My whole family, we had to drive two hours to go to a bookstore to get Heir to the Empire the day it came out. And then cool. there was a big fight of who's going to get to read it first. I just soaked it up. I reread it like a thousand times. Like, I, I actually stole it and brought it with me. My family doesn't have it anymore. So when uh, Timothy Zahn came, I could sign it. But <laughs> Holy shit, that's an original. It's, uh, yeah, it has, a, it has a big place in my heart. Yeah, I have the paperback, man. I want the actual hard copy. I, I don't like paperback books. Killian, the art director. They're like opening it and it's like, you know, closing on itself and you just, you know, want to like lay it down, open it, like have a used book a little bit where it's just, you know, the spine's kind of just flexible. He knows I'm a huge nerd. And so he's like, you're getting Thrawn. And I'm like, what? Yes, I'm still, I'm nerding out about it right now. Again. <laughs> and it's been like months later. Obviously, Thrawn's overall look is something that was established from the expanded universe, but even there, there's still sort of, you know, a range of questions you need to answer, least of which was what exact shade of blue is his skin? We knew his hair would be dark, but would it be black or would it be a dark blue? And, well, his lips probably aren't exactly the same color as, you know, the majority of his face would be. And also, what happens around the eyes? There were different sort of approaches to how alien to make him. When I was doing the first initial study, I tried to get some of the facial features, the bone structure, to be a little bit less human, um, make certain things more prominent, like cheekbones, the brows, and everything like that. You want him to feel cool. a little bit off, a little bit hey, different. How, how cool to be, like, such a huge fan of Thrawn, like, you know, get that book, have that story in the 90s where, like, you have to share it with your siblings, you got to drive out to a two-hour bookstore, you know, and, and then you end up working on the character. <laughs> like... <laughs> I remember my dream job was to work for Lucasfilm when I was a little kid. And uh, people would always ask, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm like, I want to make lightsabers at Lucasfilm. <laughs> do VFX. That's always what I wanted to do. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Then it changed. Grand Admiral Thrawn. I like the way you've made him near human rather than human. Mm. Just enough difference in the facial structure. I assume you mean the rebels. For those who are new here, Timothy Zahn, who create he's cre he created Thrawn. So 
and their sympathizers escaped. I like the voice too. It's oh, not cool. so weird that mm -hmm. it's going to be distracting. I would say Thrawn was the longest casting search I ever did for any character. And Lars, as soon as I heard him, this got to be very good. I hope he wants to do it, and he did. That HEDP is under rebel control. Destroy it. You know, when you hire an actor, they bring their own sort of ideas and things that, you know, Thrawn could be. And Lars, he was he was really menacing, but very, like, low-key in his delivery. So Thrawn became, you know, not quite your typical villain because he did sort of deliver his lines, you know, in a very sort of measured way. So we had to make sure, with animation-wise, to make sure that matched. I'm not accepting surrenders at this time. I want you to know failure, utter defeat. Militarily speaking, there's nobody who feels more sort of threatening and scary in a weird way than Thrawn. It's a different kind of opponent for our characters to face. He is somebody who has a focus, has a set of goals, and he has the long game in mind. The most effective villain is one who understands his opponent. Right? and actually can think like them, can inhabit them. He will dissect the enemy before he meets them. So in studying an artifact, a personal artifact that's very close to Hera's heart, that's something that Thrawn will use against them later on. I need someone who sees a bigger picture. Where Vader was a danger mainly to our Jedi characters, Thrawn is a danger to everyone. Dave always thought that he should be able to carry himself. He would study different fighting techniques. We would look at all kinds of different reference for that, from regular martial arts films and things. We even used uh, Jason Bourne. Some of my favorite things from season three is when Thrawn really like goes full villain mode almost, just for like a second. It's like that crack in the veneer, and then he sort of like remembers himself and kind of goes back down to Thrawn mode again. You don't get to see it often, so when you do see it, it really shows how sort of, you know, maniacal and evil he can be. The rebels have won this battle, but the war will be ours. His victory at the end of the season is almost complete. The rebels are really starting over, and especially our Phoenix Squadron group. So in returning to Lothal, they're really going to have their hands full against Thrawn, who at this point will do whatever it takes to deal with this rebellion. My agent, Rook, will arrive shortly. Rook's character we really tried to preserve from the books. Non-human character, creepy, the way he moves. We really wanted to keep him more of a creature. So like you'll constantly see him like with his head down a little bit, eyes kind of squinted. You'll see Rook run on all fours. He's also sniffing quite a bit. So you'll see him like, you know, almost like a feral animal, like. What is that? I don't know. And I don't think I want to know. Rook's going to play a major part in Thrawn's drive to destroy the rebellion. You can expect a lot more Thrawn in season four. When you go into season four, he's had incredible success. But one of the things that I think makes him so wise, I think he actually sees the value in our team, sees how clever they are, and really wants to best them. He's a little bit Sherlock uh, and Moriarty in that way. For the main villain to carry over a season, Thrawn is the first one. So where do we go from here? And you'll find out.
cool, man.